ladies and gentlemen, a somewhat chilling welcome to this spooky edition of Nick and Russ Don't Know Anything. Allow yourselves to shiver with anticipation at the seasonal debate on offer, some of it mysterious, some of it preposterous, but all of it decidedly strange. So take off your cape, expunge the sunlight, and sink your fangs into Nick and Russ Don't Know Anything, the podcast. <laughs> Well, hello, everybody. I am Nick. And I'm Russ. And today, we are going to be talking about bullying, because it's National Bully Prevention Month. So I'm kind of excited about this. So bring it up to yeah. the surface. And I want to warn you, warn you before we get into this, that this episode may trigger, have some triggers for people. So uh, be cautious and uh, always, always, if you need to seek out some help uh, in any issues that you're dealing with. So that's what I wanted to say. But before we get into our main topic, there's a few, I guess, many topics we want to discuss. Uh, First, we've got our social media shout out, uh, Saturday shout out. and I went and actually broke it down into the different social media instead of just all clumping them into one because, you know, sometimes we have crossovers. Sometimes we have just certain people use certain social medias. But anyway, so Facebook, I want to do a shout out to Rich Davis, Jay, and I apologize if I didn't say you're right, uh, Savane, uh, and Missy Riggio, and Rachel uh, Rathmau. On Twitter, we've got Mia O'Connor, and I love this. The Google retweet bot and All the right. the Corona tweet bot. So they nice. picked up some of our stuff. Uh, David Orfis, uh, Martha Little, and uh, then we've got over on Instagram, we've got the Spotify playlist uh, account, David Spicer, and Gavin with the Ghouls. Spear. That's David Spear. So sorry, David Spear. Apologize. Yeah, from, from and Hudson, then YouTube. We, ooh. Hudson. Uh, yeah. YouTube, we've got Touchdown with Doug Smith and Ancient Healing. And our podcast slash vodcast friends, we've got Goals, we've got Podcast to Vodcast, Two Girls in a Podcast, Truth Be Told Podcast, uh, Commentary for All, uh, The Gino Show, thank you, Gino, uh, and Best Film Ever, Son of a Witch Podcast, Pod Jerky, and Blackbird and Advocacy Podcast. Thank you guys. Uh, for that. Wow. That's like a yeah. lot of, that's a lot of shout outing. That's pretty, that's it pretty cool. That we have, a- you know what? I'm so proud that we like built this community of people. Uh, I mean, it's really amazing that we've done that. So, um, yes. and I think we're like 500 strong now on the, on the PodBecon uh, group site, I think, or something like that. Oh, right? so, no, we're, we're approaching 750. 750. Oh my God. I mean, that's like, you know, it's just, it's amazing. Like we're- how something starts with just a small idea. And then the next thing you know, it just transforms into like, you know, this bigger and bigger and bigger thing. And I just keep thinking that it's going to get bigger. And uh, I'm really, really happy about that. So uh, oh, I'm really, yeah, I'm really proud of the work that we're doing on our show. Uh, I'm really happy th- with the way that it's going, even, even though we only have like two listeners. So and it's my in-laws. So it's fine, though. But we're and, doing and great. You know? too. And, uh, so good. three listeners. We got three listeners, everybody. So that's really cool. So I, I love it. <laughs> and so the um, fact that they're constantly listening to all our stuff. <laughs> exactly. And it's good. It's good for like our watch time and our listening time and all of that. So 
So, yeah. No, we do appreciate all the listeners that we have because we're no, approaching – We, you and I, our own podcast is approaching uh, over – or not approaching. We're over 6,000 downloads and listens and views. Isn't that crazy? It's amazing. I mean, I think that that is like so – I mean, we just started and we're just doing this for fun. We're not doing it for any, you know – for anything more than that. So whatever happens, happens. And I just love that yeah, we're, we're doing it every day. So we don't have, you know, illusions of grandeur and, and knowing that we're going to be the next Joe Rogan. I mean, it would be nice, but yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, kind of, I would love Joe Rogan money. That would be great. You know, but okay. anyway, it well, is what it is. is so, yeah. Well, you hear some people say that they're getting into it because they're going to be the next Joe Rogan. And a lot of people forget that Joe Rogan was Joe Rogan before he got into podcasting. He had a name. But, right. And yeah. I've seen him live, by the way. He was also very homophobic and very, uh, uh, very misogynistic in his stand up routine, actually. So it was kind of interesting. So uh, how uh, he's turned into like more of a teddy bear kind of thing recently on his show. Guess, Much more accepting. And I, and, I th- yeah. and I think it's because he's grown as a human. Right. So, so it's really. Yeah. Cool. No, I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, but, from his days on news radio and all that. And so that's why I have so much hope, even for like Trump supporters that are like bullying everybody, like everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like so, you know, like Dan Perdue the, yesterday, you know, just basically bullying Kamala Harris by mispronouncing her name on purpose and making fun of it and all of that. It's like bullying is such a big fucking like part of our lives. And it's just crazy that it just keeps going on and on and on and on. Uh, but before we go into like that, let me also give a big shout out to the cities. I want to do a little analytic thing. I, I First of all, I can't believe that we're in 328 cities worldwide, uh, except South America. Somehow we haven't cracked the South American code yet, but it's we're all good. But we're, we're also in 30 countries. Uh, are the top five cities for our last five episodes is North Tustin, California, Oakdale, Minnesota, Southend on Sea, England. Woohoo! Thank you, England. Clichy, Ile de France. I think that's Paris area right there. So that's awesome. Thank you to all my friends in uh, France that are listening. That's like kind of cool. Uh, and then, of course, New York City, New York. And I know, and I know the people in New York City. They're probably relatives or something. I don't know. Well, no, uh, you got John from uh, Vodcast. Oh, Vodcast. yeah, that's true. Yeah, we got other people that are listening. You're right. And Sarah. And then we. And Sarah, right? You know what? You're right. Yeah, we got a lot of people. You're right. We got a lot of people in New York. What am I talking about? And then the top five countries for the last five episodes are the United States of America. God bless America, everybody. Uh, the United Kingdom, our former, you know, our former uh, colony uh, uh, supervisors. Uh, Canada, you know, so to the north, uh, they're like the, you know, the wonderful, uh, you know, uh, great health care, wonderful people of Canada who are always really, really nice. So, so I'm just the people we look up nice to. People. The people we look up to, literally. So it's great. (laughs) And, of course, we got France, which is great. So all my friends in France. I used to live in France uh, for about a year. I don't know if you guys know that. So so anyway, that's uh, that was kind of cool. And then we got a new addition to the list, everybody. And I think it's because, uh, you know, we do some political crap on here. So it is Russia, Russia, Russia. Can you believe that Russia has entered our list of countries? That's like amazing. And it's top five this week. So yeah, yeah, top five. I don't know. I don't know where we are. Where are we like in there? I got to take a look in the sea in the cities where we're at. Are we in like Moskva? Are we in uh, St. Petersburg or Moskva, Moskva, Moskva? I keep, I always remember every time I think of Russia, I keep thinking of that Chekhov play, you know, what is it? The Cherry Orchard uh, and, you know, the three sisters, no, the three sisters, right? Yeah. And they were always like, 
Anyway, whatever it was, the three sisters, they were always saying, Moskva, Moskva, Moskva. They always wanted to just get out and just be in Moscow, you know? So, because they were being bullied, you know, uh, by the cherry orchard uh, farmers and stuff. So, the family, right? So, anyway. I don't think I've seen that one. Anyway, it's the cherry orchard. I think it's with Charlotte Rampling and the movie, anyway, part of it. And then uh, I did read the book a long, long time ago, back when I was... Uh, uh, when I was reading books, I'm, I'm kind of bad about it now, but I need to get back into that. Well, okay. So, yeah. So, well, uh, I mean, sometimes we talk, talk about funny things and sometimes we do funny things and sometimes we do serious things. Uh, and if you were paying attention this week to our, our podcast, you got a lot of Nick and Russ because we had a lot, we went live Sunday and then we had, uh, we went, Wednesday, we dropped our podcast uh, from the Sunday one. Then Thursday, we did our parody debate. Then Friday, we recapped the parody debate. And now we're live again with you Saturday. So you got a lot of Nick and Russ this past week. And we appreciate everybody who is paying attention and, and following along with us. But today, uh, and I, it was, I've been wanting to do an episode about bullying uh, for you know almost, I guess, since we started the podcast. Because you know, as we were thinking about topics to do. And then uh sarah pointed out to me that uh this is bully national bully prevention month and i was like oh that is a perfect time to do it you know i'm wearing my orange shirt in support of uh of bully prevention um why didn't you tell me that i would have worn orange too do i have anything orange at my in-laws though well i mean what's funny is our 45 is orange all the time oh with the the antithesis of bullying, right? You know, bully prevention is the bully himself. Well, so, before I get into my personal story, I was reading an article about how the U.S. Marshals and and it's still I get I don't know if it's still going to be under investigation or how they're moving forward with it, but it it really seems kind of sketchy. They uh, and Trump has been at the uh, rallies promoting this and talking about how great of a job they did. So it was a U.S. Marshal Task Force. That's who was involved. And they, they it involves Michael, uh, Ru- uh, Ru- I Rhino. can never say his name. Rhino. 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 Okay. It involves him. Yeah. He is I mean, I, I'm just assuming that's how it's pronounced. But yeah. He's an Antifa activist. And apparently he killed, I think, a Proud Boy or something like that. In Portland. Well, the Portland police did not issue an arrest warrant for him at the time. I guess maybe they were doing an investigation. I'm not sure uh, about that part. Anyway, so the U.S. Marshal Task Force, and according to Trump, he told them to go get him, went in and got to this guy's car. I guess he was pulling out or whatever. They were in some unmarked SUVs. And Trump is quoted as saying that there was a gunfight. And they took out the bad guy and that he and that this was great retribution. Which in itself is never should never be used retribution like the cops should never be doing any kind of retribution. They're not there to do retribution. They are there to arrest. And then we have a criminal justice system for that whole thing. But anyway, so they didn't wear any body cams. They didn't have any dash cams and then unmarked vehicles. Some eyewitnesses claim yeah, some good music here. Hey, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. So some witnesses claim that they uh, had identifying uh, clothes on. But anyway, so this one New York uh, 
investigative journalist went there and canvassed the area and I believe got 22 uh, witnesses and put them in the, in the visual representation of where they were at and everything like that and asked them. And they said 21 out of them said that they did not rep- they did not identify themselves and they opened fired on it. And there's bullets through his windshield, and you know, and he died. He was dead. And uh, one, only one eyewitness said that they identified themselves. They claim the U.S. Marshals Task Force claims that they uh, he went for his gun, and that's what opened fired on him. There was a gun in there, but and there's one casing. Uh, anyway, but they they don't know if he what happened because, like I said, there's no body cam and there's no dash cam. And some people thought that it was a gang hit. That's how quick it was, how like messed up it was. And and one lady who was a witness said she supports law enforcement, but this was something totally different. And she was trying to shield her kids as they were on the street because it was very scary. And Barr even said we're glad to get this scum off the, the streets. And then Bill Barr and, said that? Yeah. And then uh, so it just it feels like and I'm not saying that it's not but it feels like trump got himself a hit squad oh he totally did i mean he's the biggest bully right now on the planet he's bullying the entire planet people like and it's not only that it's like his supporters are like whatever right they're like we don't care we don't care if he doesn't follow the law we we, we don't care you know what i mean just send them out there and just kill people i mean I mean, until they investigate Michael Reinhold, right? I mean, you don't know what the hell he did. It's like, you know, but it's like, we suddenly, yeah. you know, we suddenly have become the judge and jury, you know, about the whole thing. And it's like, boom, let's just go ahead and execute him. I mean, if there's anything more bullying, you know, I mean, more bully, you know, promoting, I mean, this is like one of them right there. I mean, you know, right. now, he, now he's like out there, you know, sending uh, U.S. Marshals and uh, uh, it's like we're living in a dictatorship. It's like, it's it's weird. So, yeah, I mean, the guy just... who was covered. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Who was uh, the guy that was covering it? The New York Times journalist. He, I forgot his name, but you could look it up. It's there. Uh, he said this was remnants of when he used to cover stories in the Middle East about the dictators there sending out people to take out. Other totally. People. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, I'm calling it out right now and I didn't even read that, but I mean, it's just like, what the hell? You know, and it's like, and and like all these rallies have now become like, you know, his little, you know, decrying. I mean, it's really like very Hitleristic, you know, and it's because you got all these like, you know how I always blame, like, how could so many people follow, you know, Hitler and all of that. Right. And now we got Donald Trump and I'm like, man, it's like we're living in it right now. And I totally understand. You know, it's the, it's it's just crazy. And I've been watching a little bit of a uh, Jordan Klepper, you know, the guy from. Uh, yes. Um, from, uh, what's it, Trevor Noah. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Daily the Daily Show. Show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, from yeah. The Daily Show. And it's like, you know, and it's like he's just pointing everything out. The thing is, is that they don't care. They don't care if he's not following the law. They don't, you know what I mean? Suddenly it's like they got their guy that's preventing, you know, immigration from coming in and taking people's jobs. They got the guy, you know what I mean? And the thing is, is that he hasn't been able to prevent it. Like, that's what's the weirdest thing about it. Right. And it's like, so 
they think that he's done the best thing ever for the country, you know, by doing these tariffs with China, whatever it was. I know that something had to get done with China. We don't know if it needed to be so drastic, whatever it was, you know, like everybody's in agreement about it, even the Democrats. But the thing is, is that like, my God, why are we increasing all these tariffs so that the American consumer will be holding the bag? That was like not the solution, right? So, you know, you sit there and you think about all of these things. It's like it's it, it, we're living with a bully, you guys. This is like the biggest bully right now on the planet. Not only that, he's he's not only bullying, you know, 60% of the American population. It's like he's got a following, right? But he's also bullying other countries. He's bullying the entire world. I mean, he's just creating like this constant nonsense. And And I really do think that we are like under a national security threat because of all of that bullying that he's doing. So... Yeah, I mean, the the yeah, I was watching the same guy, George, uh, and he was asking these questions, and it was really interesting because, like, the, you know, the mask. Did you see one where he asked the guy, he's like, "Why aren't you wearing a mask?" And he's like, "Well, I'm not sheeple, and uh, but if everybody here at the convent at the rally wore a mask, I would wear one too." And he's like, "So you're not sheeple, but if everybody did it, you'd do it too." And he's like, "That's right." Yeah, it's like it's and, crazy. And then he was like, then he asked the other kid that was like, "Hey, what about?" melon ballots and he was like oh that's fraud 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 and he goes but you do realize that trump mails his ballots and he goes no i didn't i didn't realize he was doing that I didn't and not only that it's like it registered like that's the whole thing yeah. that it's like and then it's like boom he doesn't care so he'll just go ahead and say well he's the president you know what i mean it's like yeah they and he and it just it I don't, I don't understand. Like the problem that I'm having is the rhetoric that's coming out because I'm seeing people on my feed and other feeds that are calling the other side. These are the, the super Trump supporters, the other side, mm -hmm. the enemy. Right. And, and it's like, it's, it's if crazy. You, if you, if you use that terminology, that yeah. gives those people like the three, the three percenters and the proud boys, they, that gives well, them the, the right Proud to go Boys already through. said if he loses the election, they're all going to start the revolution. They already said right. that. So I hope that, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, Biden, you know, has like uh, staff, you know, whatever the he can call on the militia or our, you know, our National Guard. Right. Isn't that the militia? Isn't that who took over the militia supposedly or something like that? So anyway. Well, I mean, there's still militias. But yeah, we have. Yeah, every but state that, has that, these militia. are all yeah. uh, these are all like weird militias. I'm talking about the right. actual militia that we do have, I think, is the National Guard. Right. Or something like that. So, well, there's uh, the state, know, the, so. the, the state, the, each state has their own national. Yeah. National Guard. Um, something yeah, like you're right that. yeah whatever yeah. it is i forgot what it, i i you know what i'm not really familiar with it like i said i re i read the constitution for the first time after trump became president so so that's just if you want to read some uh, that was before if you want to read some good documents go read the federalist papers you know okay. created by our forefathers because i've been right. reading those because my wife is is working on those for her uh, her class and I've been oh. reading them as well. And it's scary because there's one that talks about factions and how, uh, how to, you know, factions will rise up if you don't watch out. And I'm like, yeah. this is, this is stuff we're, we're experiencing now, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I, when, I, when I say like, if you're going to use the terminology enemy, that to me means that somebody you want to destroy. And, right. and if you're going to create that rhetoric, that's going to, like I said, it's going to give permission to people like proud boys, uh, to kill people. Well, and they're already it's be, doing it. What are you talking it, about? It, it, it's like, it, it's, it's it, fucked it, up. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, so. you know, after November 3rd, if Trump wins, if Trump doesn't win, either or, they said, actually, I, I heard some of the Proud Boys say, even if Trump does win, they're still going to start a civil war because they want to wipe out the enemy. 
Right. They want the, yeah. And the thing is, is that we're all Americans. That's like the, the hardest yeah. thing to comprehend. But then again, it's like, you know, it's like, what are we, Rwanda? You know what I mean? It's like they killed themselves, you know, down there. It's like, and I feel like we're turning into that for some reason, for some ideology yeah, I mean, that I don't even understand. Like, that's the weirdest part about it. Yeah, it's so, the Trump ideology. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, they, he yeah. is their idol. He is the, like, right. and, and they are, some of these people are falsely uh, uh, following him blindly and like yeah. they're just, they, yeah, and do you want it's, it's, you want to know something? I don't think he ever had coronavirus. I think it was all made up. I think he did a little act with a whole, you know, thing on uh, Hannity and all of that because there's absolutely no way that he had it. There's absolutely no way that a 74 year old obese man with all these issues is like doing just great. Okay, so that's all I'm saying. You know, within just a few days. But that's my little conspiracy theory in the back of my head. He may have had it, but that's just that's just my little thought about it. I mean, and so, Melania didn't want to go get seek treatment, and uh, and I and felt nor like nor did Barron. But suddenly, it's like you know, they're all saying that Barron got it too, and Melania got it too, and but nobody it, saw anything. So yeah, yeah. I mean, if they uh, I, if they didn't have it, I felt like she didn't want to participate in the hoax, and that's why she didn't go to the hospital and all this other exactly. Stuff. Yeah, they so, could have. But then again, it. you know, it's like, but then, she's not the kind of wife that will go to the hospital to see her husband anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. She'll yeah. be like, oh, well, hopefully, yeah. In, in the back of her head, she's like, oh, hopefully this will end soon. That way, I can get my inheritance and get it over with. So, right. Anyway, all well, right. Anyway, yeah. We, let's let's start. Let's, let's start with your story. I, I'm really. I, well, I love you know what? Story, not love it, yeah. but you know what I mean. It's like I, I think it's very well. And, let's take a so. quick break and then we'll come back and that's that's we'll get into all right. That. Okay, let's do it. So let's do that. All right. My dad taught, my mom worked for the Veterans Administration. Helping others is big in our house. So I built a career helping working families. In Austin, I'll rein in property taxes, fight for affordable health care, and stand against any cuts to our schools. Angie Chim Button has lost her way in Austin. She voted to cut school funding to protect tax breaks for her corporate donors and let pay cuts drive teachers away. I'll make students and great schools the priority, not corporate donors. Thank you, Brandy. That's great. So, yeah, and voting is opened up in Texas. So, if you have yeah, you guys go them. out and vote. Record amount of people are voting in Texas. More than two. It has an extra two million people that are registered in Texas as well. I am really hopeful that that we're going to go blue in Texas. So, I'm I'm. I mean, I don't know, but right now we're we're at a purple stage. So, I'm just hoping it'll turn yeah. blue. But anyway. yeah, I got to go vote. I uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm vote going Monday. Monday. I'm so excited. I'm going Monday too. So we'll have to yeah, do our yeah. TikTok. We'll do our Monday TikTok video. Yeah. Yeah. I started doing yeah. that TikTok thing too. That's been kind of interesting. So. Um, yeah, I have too. Uh, I mean, yeah. it, it it's fun, and uh, I think that's why the Google tweet bot retweeted because I had a funny one with Google. But if you, I don't want to get into uh, that. If you want to go uh, watch right. those, that's fine. Uh, but we'll talk about that another time. So anyway, bullying. All right. So this has been a very big concern and also ordeal and uh i don't know pat like i don't know journey like i i I am totally against bullying because you know the stuff that i went through when i was a child uh i do want to preface this so i when i was bullied as a kid and and i'm gonna go into some of the stories uh there was times that i i did bullying myself uh and i have reached out because you know kids I, I reached out to uh, later on as I grew up, I reached out to those people that I did do some bullying to and I apologized or the ones that I could reach out to and find because I felt bad about it. Cause I told my kids that 
it doesn't matter what you like, excuse me. I said it doesn't matter how long it takes, but if you can and you can make it right, then you should apologize if you hurt somebody's feelings or did something wrong. Um, it was never any fist fighting bullying that I did. But it was verbal, but I, you know, I was bullied from probably like I don't know fourth grade through high school, and uh, and I was bullied by family members. I was bullied by friends. I was bullied by strangers. Because when I, because as some of you get listen, listeners know, uh, I was overweight. Uh, I, I, you know, I was, I got to the point where I was morbidly obese uh, in, in my adult years. Um, a little statistic was when I was in seventh grade, I weighed 200 pounds. The reason why I know that was, is because in gym class, we were made to stand in line and we had to uh, get in, in our shorts and our shirt and, and we had to get on the scale and the coach would call out our number and I weighed way more than the kids and they made a they had a field day with that they made fun of it um, one of my biggest bullies was a cousin of mine that was relentless throughout my adolescence um, but the, the story that I want to come to was in high school uh, when I was in 10th grade I was in gym class and we had the gym teacher uh, that just didn't really care. He was, uh, he, you know, was in the gym, his office watching his TV all day long and didn't really pay attention to us. And so what happened was, is, oh, here's little Remy. He's, so what happened is every day, uh, I, there was a group of kids there. Uh, I would five or six of them that would beat on me, uh, like punch me and, and hit me as hard as they could. And, and uh, their goal was to get me to cry. Um, I do remember, however, uh, one time, uh, this one, I heard them over, I heard them talking as they were hitting me. I wonder if we could break Russell's ribs. And, and I never told my parents what happened. And this went on for probably the entire school year. And one day I was taking off my shirt in my uh, bathroom and my mom uh, walked by and saw all these bruises up and down my body. There were, they never hit me in the face, but they always hit me, uh, you know, neck and below. That's and, so horrible. Yeah, she was just so scared. And she was like, what happened? You have to tell me. And I didn't want to tell her. And she's like, she, she made me tell her. And I, and I did. And she was like, well, we've, we've got to do something about this. And she was like, I'm, I'm going to call the coach. And I was like, please don't call the coach. Like, that's just going to make it worse. And she was like, no, I'm either I'm calling the coach or your dad's calling the coach. And it's like, all right, well, then let dad do it. Maybe that'll be less than having mm -hmm. your mommy, you know, fight your battles. And so my dad mm -hmm. called the coach. And the very next day, the coach came out and was like, all right, uh, I hear you guys, Russell's dad called and said that you are bullying him. You guys need to stop. And then he just walked right back in and that made it worse. And they're like, Oh, you told your dad about it. And so then they started hitting me even more. And this, I, this was so bad on me that one day, Oh, uh, let me back up some. So then my mom, like a couple of days later was like, did it stop? And I was like, no, it got worse. And so then we went to the, we made an appointment, my mom wanted to make an appointment with the, uh, the principal. Well, the principal didn't want to take the meeting, so we got sent to the assistant principal. And so we're sitting in her office, and she asked me what happened, and I did. And then she came back and said, well, 
Russell wouldn't get bullied if he wasn't fat. So if he if he lose lost weight, then he wouldn't be it wouldn't be an issue. Not that their bullying would, you know, that their what they were doing was wrong, but it was my fault because I was fat, and I was devastated, like to hear an authority figure blame me. And so we were walking out, and my mom was like, "I can't believe she said that." And she was like, what do you want to do, Russell? And I was like, I want to move. I don't want to be at the school anymore. It's, I don't like going to school anymore. It's, it's terrifying. I don't have a good day at all because I'm always worried when I'm going to get beat up. And she was like, uh, she's like, well, we can't move. This is, this is, we're just going to have to deal with it somehow. And it just kept going on. And then I just didn't tell my parents anymore. And I made sure that I did not take my shirt off around them. And to the point where one day I was done, I didn't like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to live anymore. I had a plan. I was going to commit suicide. I was going to leave a note and I was going to blame these bullies. And I was going to take my life because it was something that I didn't want to be around anymore. And I had the, I was, I came home from after school. I had the the little knife that my dad had given me and I was ready to take the blade to my, um, my arm or my, my wrist. And I had a friend call me at like, right as I was about to do it. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, "Uh, I'm, I'm doing nothing. And he was like, well, let's go hang out. I was like, I don't want to. He's like, no, 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 come on, let's go hang out. And he was like, I'm on my way. Don't even worry about it. I'm on my way. So he you know, got in his truck and he came over and I, I didn't do it, but I was going to. And uh, I just, it, that's how much bullying can affect somebody. Like you guys, like, you know, and uh, in a weird way, that was, you know, I mean, I'm not a big uh, God person or anything like that, mm-hmm. but that was God's way of like saying, hey, you know what I mean? He sent you that friend yeah. in that particular moment. And I think, and I'm so glad because you're here now. So it's, you know, it's a good yes, thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, it, I am glad for that friend. He's been my, in my life still. He's in my life. And I, and I always appreciate him. And I told him about that story probably when we were, uh, nine, 19 or 20, like mm-hmm. it was, this was when I was uh, 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. And I told him, you know, several years right. later, how, how, how much I really appreciate how much more of a friend that he ever could be to me. I, he, I consider him a brother. That's how much of a person. That's great. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so and, and if I have ever seen bullying happen, I try to stop it. Like I just I don't care if it's kids, adults, whatever. Like if it's if it's happening, I'm going to step in. We had we had a similar situation with my stepson when I got in, into their lives. He was my wife. Uh, she was my girlfriend at the time. Had to take him to the hospital because he had all this stomach pains and he had these bruising. And he finally told her that he was being bullied. And almost same situation. We, uh, we went to the principal and they blamed him for not standing up for himself and telling the teachers that he was being bullied. The problem was that the bullies told him that if he told them, they were going to kill him. And mm. so I told her, I was like, you know what? We have the means. We're moving. Like, we're going to find mm. a school that's better, that doesn't tolerate this, because this school is okay with it. The school's okay with bullying, apparently. 
So we got him out and we also got him into Kung Fu. And, and I got my daughter into Kung Fu because I want them to have the tools that if they need to, to defend themselves against anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so anyway. I so do Taekwondo. So I, I get it, you know, for defending. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That is my, like, I just, that, that's my story about bullying. Like I have more, but that's the one that I wanted to focus on. And, yeah. Thank uh, you so much. You know what? Thank you so much, Russ, for sharing that because it's uh, I, I've known that story already because you know we we've known each other for a while now. But yeah. but it's uh, I'm glad that you brought it to light so that everybody can hear it. And uh, you know, and like I said, God was that day that you were about to do it, right? I mean, God really came down and sent you that friend so that He can come and like prevent it. And uh, so no matter what was going on in your head at that time it made it better because you waited. So, you know what I mean? So, so that's like the best part. And, and that's one thing that we always need to like, always remember that it always gets better. Okay. So I know, I think there was a huge campaign, you know, that said it gets better. It really Mm -hmm. does get better. And uh, with time, you know, and it heals and, uh, you know, and I think, I mean, I've been bullied. I've been a bullier as well. So I've been a bully and I've been bullied, you know, and uh, because I think we all are that we all do that, you know, to some extent, you know, we all tend to do that. And uh, the thing is that the moment that I became conscious that I was a bully, then I stopped, right? You know, there are, there are people that are bullies, they become conscious of it, and then they're like, well, I'll go even more, right? So, so you know, right, bully right. even more. So, um, so you always will have that. And I and I think every society has their bullies, right? They all, you know, every single one. And uh, and it's a and we need to learn that lesson because it's really not good. It's really not good. And I think Never. schools in America, particularly, they are so much more uh bully uh promoting. It's like it's weird. I I never had that much, you know, when I was growing up in Greece, the bullying part, even though there were bullies there too, don't get me wrong. But, you know, it just, uh, yeah, I mean, I had like my share of bullies even in Greece, but it was never, it was never to the point where people like were beating people up or, mm-hmm. you know, like they do here in the States. It's weird. So, um, or in college, even I saw, I remember one time in college, it's like, uh, there were like these these two guys that were like going after this girl and one was bullying the other that kind of, and then the next thing you know they were like into a fist fight and i literally thought i called the police i called 911 to come and like help out because that was like another situation where it was uh uh i thought the guy was going to die and i'm like and, and and no matter even if i went in there to help out and like like get him out they were both so much into it that I really thought that they were like going to kill each other. And then the police came like literally within three minutes and broke it up. And, and I just remember that, but, uh, but it was, uh, it's funny how like things can like totally escalate. Right. And then, you know, feeling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So, um, I mean, uh, I mean, some of the, like, I think you're going to say we're feeling a bully now. Like, I mean, the, it's, our president feels like a big bully. Not totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have, I was I watched Richard Jewell last night with my in-laws, actually, the movie. So mm-hmm. talk about somebody that got bullied by the press and the FBI. I mean, my God, that was like bully on an old, you know, on a, on a whole other level. Right. You had Richard Jewell, yeah. who was, you know, who went, who essentially uh, saved basically hundreds and hundreds of lives because somehow whatever that backpack, you know, went down. And so it shot up or whatever it was instead of toward the crowd. So I just think that that's like so amazing, like what happened with, you know, his story, you know, when I saw that, because it's like, I completely forgot about it. It's been 24. Can you believe that those Olympics were 24 years ago? That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's crazy. So I, um, 
Yeah, I do want to. I do want to say re- reiterate this. Yes, it does get better. It um, really does. Yeah, and because it, I, one of the things I know that I was put on Earth here for was for my children, like to have my children. They are my mm-hmm. blessing, and they are the reason why I do a lot of things. Uh, I mean, they're one of the they're they were the main reason why I lost all that weight because the doctor told me if you want to be around for your kids, you got to lose weight. And right, you're not, not going to be here. You're not going to be here that long because I, you yeah, know, I weighed nearly 500 pounds. No, I, I remember, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, and, uh, and I was, you know, first of all, we were the only two guys in that, you know, meeting, whatever it was, you know, that we were going yes. to. Right. And then, so, I mean, so we were, you know, we were like, we stood out. Right. So we were like really the, the hunks of the group. So, you know, we had a whole <laughs> bunch of 55 year old women, but, um, but it was what's great, though, right? What's great is the fact that, like, we did something about it, right? And so that's yeah. why I always tell people it gets better. It's just whatever's going on in your head right now, it's just temporary. So, you know, so right. maybe read a book, re- you know, watch a little YouTube video, something, you know, motivational or inspirational or whatever it is. Uh, it might not help at that moment to watch it, but I think it'll diffuse whatever's going on in your head. Right. So, so I always tell, you know, so I always, you know, I have a friend that, you know, every three minutes is posting something on Facebook and I'm like, Oh, so I send him like, I always send him like a little, you know, from red frost motivation, like let's say on YouTube, I, by the way, I'm going to give them a shout out. I think they have the best YouTube channel from, for motivation because I love the way they do their whole, uh, you know, they do poems and quotes and all of that. And it just, it makes it such a good meditative, uh, uh, trance for me. And, and I, and I always send him something like that. And he's like, Oh my God, Nick, thank you so much for reminding me and putting me in that space and, and things like that, because it does get better. So, um, and, uh, yeah. And uh, I don't, I mean, I, I lived with an alcoholic for a little while and, you know, when I dated a while back and, you know, and he was really, really, uh, it, it was bad, you know, it was just really bad. And, uh, yeah, that was one of the reasons actually that I quit drinking myself. So, and I, I never was an alcoholic or anything, but I just completely stopped drinking as well because of that whole experience. I'm like, that was just, uh, you know, and, um, I noticed that until he decided to do something himself about it, there was no way that it was going to work right but because he was going getting into all these drunken rages he was bullying me you know and it's like so i took it for about a couple months i would say and then it's like after that it's like i tuned out and then just made my exit little by little and then that was it but um but because you can lose people as well you know because at some point there's only so much i can do until you're willing to help yourself and go get help you know and all of that there's just no way um there's no way nothing that i can say or do is going to work. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and it was more of a mental bullying. It wasn't anything, you know, anything other than that. He's, you know, it was, you know, and he turned it into like this love thing and all this other stuff to make me feel bad and, and all of that. And uh, so, so bullying comes in many, many forms. And, uh, and sometimes, you know, we, we, we go to the drinks, we go to the drugs, we go to the, whatever it is to make us feel better about it. Because once again, if we're bullies ourselves, right, it's because something else is going wrong with our life or whatever it is, right? And we can't figure out the solution. I think that there's, I, I don't think there's ever anything wrong that's going on with anybody's life. I think it's whatever that person is experiencing at that particular moment, he is experiencing that at that particular moment because of all the things he has done in the past and all the things that he's thinking about the future. And that present moment, the one that we're living right now, is going to dictate 
everything that we do. So, so I always remember that. And uh, so if we're choosing bullying, we're going to get a lot more of that. So if we're choosing bullying now, we're going to get a lot more bullying in the future, right? Uh, so, you know, because it's like we already had all that bullying that we like built up to that particular moment. So if we had kindness and uh, all these other things that we did in our life, right, we're also experiencing that at the present moment. And then we can grow that, you know, moving forward as well. And so the only thing that I can do is just be a good friend to people. Uh, even if I don't know somebody that well, I, I try to like give some kind of wisdom of some sort. Not that I'm a I am by no means, I, I get into my little depression state still, you know, I mean, I get into all my crap as well, but at least I, I give it a shot. Right. And so, and so I always say, I always just work on being a better man every single day that I wake up. And I'm, and I know that I'll make mistakes every day that I get up and all of that. So, um, and on that note, I'm going to probably have to say that this was a good episode. I mean, I really, really enjoyed talking about this because it's really an it's 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 a global problem it's not yes just, yes you know, it is yeah. and and um i mean yeah i want to say that uh if you do need help go out and uh, hold on one second my little guy uh if you do need help go out and find help there's people that will talk to you that you know if you are in a headspace that it's not good because i've lost some friends to suicide and, and i don't want to lose anymore and they no. were in a good headspace that they themselves yeah. felt they were being bullied. Uh, yeah. And if you can, if you were a person who bullied, you know, whether it be cyberbullying, because we that's the big thing now, cyberbullying, because we got these people yeah. who can hide behind a keyboard. Right. Uh, but if you if you uh, are bullying and and you can hopefully be conscious of your bullying and want to stop it, reach out to those people who you bullied and apologize you know like i said i found two people that i had said some stuff to when i was growing up that it always stuck with me that i and i didn't feel right about it and i reached out to them and mm -hmm. i apologized and they greatly appreciated they said yeah. you know thank you so much I, I you know i don't know if that did anything for them you know i don't know if it ever stuck with them the things i said to them but hold on buddy i'm gonna be done in a minute and uh but i wanted to have i wanted to make sure that it was out there because i do believe in karma too and I have never had a bully come back to me and say, I'm sorry for what I did to you. Uh, right. And I don't even, and I don't, I'm not even looking for that really. I've, I've gotten mm -hmm. past it. I've moved on and I'm okay. Um, right. And so that's, so that's the thing. So uh, I, it took me some time. Hold on, hold on, buddy. Okay. Uh, it took me some time, but I got over it and I, I didn't, I forgave, but I didn't forget. Right. Okay. That's good. All right. It looks like Remy really wants your attention. So maybe we should yeah, end the show. Does. But thank yes. you all for listening. I am Nick. And I'm Russ. And we are the Nick and Russ Don't Know Anything podcast. And please don't forget to spread the love. Lawfully. Thank all you. Right. Thank you all for watching and listening. Thank you for listening. And if you really enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, follow, like, share, review, or even comment on whichever platform you're using. And remember, you can find more additional content at our YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram page. Just search for Real Nick and Russ. See you next episode. You dead. All right, Remy. You dead. <laughs> and we're going to end it with Tom's. You dead. Right, you perfect. dead. I see. Hold on, Remy. Let me dead. end the broadcast. <laughs>